0: Hey guys, what's up? Uh, Vince Mancini here. You may have noticed we haven't had a podcast in a couple of weeks here, and I hope you missed us. Uh, I was at Sundance for a week, and we couldn't get together with the frotmates, but now I'm in Florida on another press trip. Um, I've been without my frot mates for too long, um, but in the meantime, I did record some stuff at Sundance last week. Uh, the first half hour or so, I talked some movies and stuff with a couple of my Sundance condo mates, Jeff Bear and Dan Mecca, both film critics. Um, pretty much the whole thing is about movies, so that should be a nice change for any of our regular listeners. Uh, after that, I'm including a bit of my Jack Black interview. The, the audio isn't perfect, but, you know, it's Jack Black, so I figured it's worth sticking in there anyway. Uh, he was in a movie called The Polka King playing a real guy named Jan LaVon, this Polkham musician who had a Ponzi scheme. I think that's about all you need to know for that to make sense. Uh, That interview picks up right after we got interrupted uh, by Ad-Rock from the Beastie Boys. That's why the intro is a little weird. Um, After the Jack Black interview, I'm going to include about 10 minutes of me talking with Brett Gelman from, uh, used to be from Adult Swim, um, he's on a lot of different shows. Uh, he was on comedy, bang, bang, um, at Sundance, he was in a movie called lemon. Um, I think he's really funny. Um, anyway, I think that's it. We should be back to your regular Frot next week, hopefully. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this slight departure in the meantime, as always, patreon.com slash and Frot on. Hey, what's up? It's Film Drunk Broadcast coming at you, not live from the Sundance Film Festival. Pretty exciting. Uh, I got some guys. Well, Jeff Baer, you've heard of before from uh, from uh, the movie BS with with Snyder and and, and, and Jane. What Baer. is Baer, Baer, and Baer and Snyder? Baer sir. And, oh, BS. That's is it
1: Baer or Bear?
0: It's
2: not Rar. It's not an animal. It's an My, aspirin.
1: I honestly, for all this year, all these years, thought it was Bear.
2: <laughs> this is it's because I save there. Okay, it saves so much time. Sure, like over the course of my life, that's
0: like, I mean, come
2: on. Yeah,
0: and our other new friend, special friend, Dan
1: Mecca from the Film Stage. Hello.
2: He's a little
0: special. That's
2: are you me. nervous?
1: Or are your first? No, I've done podcast before. Oh. We have a podcast, the Film Stage, the Film Stage Show, uh-huh.
0: available on no, iTunes. Sure nobody has. Think. That's nobody a thing. has podcasts here. <laughs> um. So. We, I don't think we need to talk about, like, every movie that none of the listeners will be able to see or have seen for, like, six months. I agree. But uh, Oscars, maybe? Ooh. All right. Let's do it. What do you think? Who was nominated? Uh, oh, you're going to close me <laughs> now? Arrival, Hacksaw yeah. Ridge, Moonlight, La La Land, uh, Lion, which I haven't seen,
1: uh, Hill or High Water? Yes. Or did Lion just get the... No, Lion, no Lion, Lion got, got Best Picture. Nine. There was nine, right? It's nine, yeah. 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 Was that nine? Did we just say I don't nine? know if we said nine. I mean
0: nine movies and Popstar Ch-
1: didn't make it in there, that's some bullshit. I tend to agree. I
3: love Popstar. I,
2: I need to watch it again. I, uh, I'm the kind of I, I think it was kind of funny in parts. That's yeah. how I, that's how I yeah. remember Popstar. And comedies can grow on you, and I'm hoping that one does. But I'm waiting. I haven't seen it a second time yet.
0: Hacksaw Ridge also funny in parts. <laughs>
2: It is weird. You no, know, like, I haven't. I haven't. just did not see any nominations coming from that movie when it was released. I have I just th- did not think that was even plausible. Yeah, I haven't even seen it. Now, seen now it. I have
0: to. Now I have to go back. And
2: I saw see it and it. it was. I think it was actually surprisingly good.
0: Well, the first twenty minutes looks like a fake movie from Tropic Thunder, like <laughs> yeah, his family so and like the, uh,
2: there's a yeah. Mr. Smith doing his uh, southern accent is a little uh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, I now so does this mean because Mel Gibson got nominated for director? Yes. So is he good now?
2: I think he's good. now. Are we good with Mel? Yeah. I think, that's, I think, so. I think Hollywood has decided he's uh, he's out of the yeah. doghouse.
1: So we just forgot about all that stuff. It's over. Okay. Forgive and forget. I guess. All right, Mel. Welcome back. So, he... is
2: there any movie of the nominated movies that you're like,
1: yes? Well, I write. Thank I, h- goodness. I, I write hard for La La Land. So. Yeah. Okay. Here we, I also here we
0: are. I also do too. And I actually don't want La La Land to win anything because now everybody's made it this thing where it's like. You either like La La Land or you like Moonlight, which feels wrong. I like <laughs> I them know. both. You're I like La, like La La both. Land a little bit better, yeah, but like, I, I think they're both great. Moonlight. The minute Moonlight La
1: La Land got 14 nominations, which is how many it got this morning, it's doomed. It's By doomed gosh. for a life of, of, of uh, overratedness. Oh Wait, Did Hidden
2: Figures get a Best Picture nom?
1: It's a great question. Cuz that that don't, would be the I don't movie, remember.
2: that would be there's always a movie that uh, like comes kind of late uh-huh. and and everybody decides, "Oh, we haven't talked about that one to death yet, so maybe we should root for that one." Yeah. I'm I'm Arrival. I I still think Arrival is the best and uh, like relevant film that can stand the test of time. Hidden, I think it can. Hidden
1: Figures did get nominated for best picture.
2: <laughs> I th- I don't care. I don't care what wins. I don't think these awards mm-hmm. um, this particular year, I'm not there was nothing that like, blew me away that I was excited that got nominated that I can't wait to root for. It just didn't happen this year for me.
1: So, yeah, just to be clear. La La Land, Arrival, Lion, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, Moonlight, Hacksaw Ridge, Manchester by the Sea, and oh,
2: Fences. Manchester Sorry, fences. by the you haven't, Sea. Who's seen Fences? I love Fences. I, I think Fences is really good. I've heard that. You know how some, Denzel can direct Denzel. Some
1: places have Fences. Other places, mm-hmm. they don't. And some places like need a, to, I want to, you to build think about that. fences. metaphor. Sure.
2: Maybe sometimes inside, maybe sometimes you know in the right.
1: backyard. Sometimes you build a fence to keep people in. Oh, Other yeah. times you build a fence to keep people like, out. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: okay. Yeah. I that's think that's... Manchester, need, by the way, oof. No thanks. <laughs> D- double pass on that one. You just didn't like it? No, pl- plane didn't wow. like it. No, It's, I mean... What about when they're saying shocks? I could go... When they're talking about shocks on their boat. It was like it did this weird thing where it was like slapstick, <laughs> but part. but not comedy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like there was like two funny parts, and they they set they set up a scene like it was gonna be comedic, but it's kind of just like two people sniping at each other, and you're like, oh, all right, well that was that was something. It's Man. a sad movie. It's a sad movie. Very yeah, sad. Although
2: movie. I don't think I actually teared up. I teared up during oh, a lot of movies. I don't know
0: how era. you could tear up, but I don't know. I you teared did up you? a yeah. whole but lot. But you
2: don't you don't cry, Vince, right?
1: I do. i oh, kicked land kick my ass for sure. When? I cried At basically I, I cried basically huh. for two hours watching Wildlands. I really related with that. I, yeah.
2: After Arrival was over, I bawled like crazy after it was over. I had sex? Oh, right. not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You
1: had lots of uh, sex afterwards? Yeah. Right? Oh,
2: well, I was about to say, you Those know, because cool I'm a aliens. parent, but
0: now I don't feel like saying <laughs> that right after <laughs> you said that part. Those are some aliens. Let's do some fucking. <laughs> um, Arrival's definitely got some tear-jerky moments. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, I think that's a movie that's sort of, uh, it's like all of Villeneuve's movies, where it's, it's like a clever re-jiggering of like some existing narratives, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like it's a ton of new, like I thought it was really clever yeah. doing, taking the mixing and matching, like, alien movie tropes. Yes.
2: Yeah. I, I think, yes, it, it gave us a lot of familiar beats, but I thought it did
0: them a little bit better. Like, I thought yeah. it was,
2: it was uh, what Interstellar wanted to be. That's, that's how
0: I feel about Arrival. I think I don't know, I think I still like Interstellar better. I'm
1: on I'm on Jeff's side. I'm I still, mean
0: Interstellar's right. a mess, but like that wave planet and wave it was just cool. like it took a big swing and yeah. and it whiffed, but you know. <laughs> no, I like big swings. I yeah. like it,
2: but that doesn't mean I have to like the movie. I just have to like that they attempted something.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah. movies aside. Movies aside. What's it like being stuck in a small mountain town that's full of all like the biggest assholes on earth for like a week? Oof, what a question.
2: I see, I think I actually think because of the volunteers, there's a friendly vibe in this city.
0: Oh, the people yeah, the people working here. For yeah, sure.
2: like I think they like trump everything else. Really? I think so. Do you not feel that way? Well, like well on the
0: bus this morning where where we're, we're, oh, we're yeah. like we're just I feel like that's happened to me ten that's times true. where we're waiting for something and then someone is just oblivious and just like walks right in front of you. That happens like Three or yes. four times a day, but don't you
1: think part of it? So the weather has been famously bad mm-hmm. this year. John Cooper himself said in his 28 years of being at the festival, this is the worst year it's been. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Eric D. Snyder. What's that, who's What's our that name that f- you just dropped for the listeners? John Cooper. Uh-huh. John Cooper is the head. Mellencamp. Of- okay. you know? yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, well, Mellencamp is you know his. God-given name, but he goes by John Cooper. No, he—he, he, uh, I think he's the head of Sundance. Oh, okay, I believe it. Yeah, you were with Eric D.
2: Snyder 18 years. This is 18th. year. Is it really this 18 is, years? At and
1: technically, he was telling me he saw a couple screenings the that year before he was driving up from Salt Lake City. Oh, but he won't. So count it. he doesn't count as 19, but we can call it 19. No, no, right, he's, he's a stickler for the rules. All right, sorry, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> um, but uh, I. So my point was that I think part of the reason maybe you have some of that stuff. Is because the weather has been so unbelievably bad, yeah. <laughs> people it's are just like, like I just limited, don't want to even there's talk limited to you.
0: sidewalk space and, yeah, and there's like indeed. limited resources, so it makes it worse. It does, but uh, I mean, it's just like you get a, 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 an interesting variety of different kinds of assholes. Too. There's a definitely
2: a lot of people here that feel privileged. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I have yeah. noticed that,
2: yes. Yeah. Um, so that's been annoying, but otherwise, I mean, you know. We've had some good parties and whatnot. That's true.
0: That's true. We got a lot of free uh, bourbon at
1: the High West Distillery. High West
2: Distillery. That was, uh, yeah.
0: Oklahoma City. Didn't see it, but
2: (laughs) I appreciate it. Can I tell tell
1: you something, though? Let me tell you something. I emailed the publicist today to get an online screener because I feel like it's my duty to watch and review that movie, for real. And, they were so, and we it was will, such a we will great, allow it was you to do great. that yes. for our sake as well. Yes, you can. Whatever. Uh, because I'll, I yeah. think
2: I think we had forty percent of their whiskey. Yeah. As far as like what was drunk that it night. It was called lowest
1: at the end of that night. I,
2: that I is, was kind of joking when I said like I had a dozen drinks too many that night,
0: but
1: I kind of <laughs> no, think I did. That's
0: accurate. I think that that's my favorite thing about Sundance is like, oh, what you what you guys do last night? Oh. We had such a good time drinking booze and eating hors d'oeuvres at this party for a documentary about the Oklahoma City bombing. Well, and, no, and, and, and we're that, complaining about the that, privileged people in the that we city didn't too. see. Right?
1: No, and the best part was we were talking about this when we got home. Is <laughs> well, I wasn't. I, I passed out. When Jeff, we got home. Jeff passed out, but Jeff was. <laughs> talking about like the hors d'oeuvres to me <laughs> while the producer of the film was discussing how this film really brought the the town and the uh-huh. bombing well, into a specific context justice i believe he actually did ding his glass in the room fell and there silence. was one person talking and it was jeff who hasn't seen the documentary knew no one in the room other than me and you Vincent oh, just uh, uh, talking about hors d'oeuvres Talking about it, was like yeah. like it was like you were like the I devil. I think eggs. it was the barbecue shrimp,
2: or maybe it was the devil dives.
0: <laughs> the shrimp, or that toast—the little toast,
2: the crab toast—was toast just great. Crab. Well
0: prepared. See, we're not the problem because we're still excited about these kind of privileges. That's right. We do didn't wanna, just expect them. We just showed wanna, up and we're like, "Man, this
2: is awesome." Do you want to tell your listeners how upset you got uh, at the other party with what they were serving?
0: Oh, well, that's like. <laughs>
2: I think that... I love this, though. This is a privilege thing, because this is like anti brought This is an anti privilege thing. You brought it up, like, three different times, and you were just, like, every time you were fuming. Okay,
0: so there's a big trend in the food world for poke, which is, like, Hawaiian sashimi, which is, like, raw fish mm-hmm. Very over good. rice. And so, like, at this party, they're like, oh, it's cool. let's serve, like, a cool, trendy hors d'oeuvre. And so they're serving, uh, like, Hawaiian poke bowls and, uh, like, shrimp tartare on like rice cakes, which is fine. I think they're both, those things are delicious. But I also think there's like a limited amount of fish in the sea and there's something that feels like extremely wrong when you're just like throwing out like high quality raw fish at people that don't give a shit, well, and, and not was, even there to eat it. We what was really pissing us off was we were watching people like
2: take a bite and like frown.
0: Yeah, and it was like
2: you, you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah, you yeah, don't right. even know what you're eating right now. Get like, what are we doing?
0: They had to fly this fish on a plane <laughs> to right. get here, like within a <laughs> For day. For your privilege, and it's like this overfished fishery, I'm sure. So yeah. you could frown at the anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I said, there's only. Like a lot of people in the world they get they get upset about like genocide and and rape and and war. I feel like there's enough people that are mad at those things. The like the Pokeballs, they need me. That's your corner.
2: Yeah. That's yeah.
1: my cross. That's
0: that's gonna be your march. Exactly. <laughs> the one man march mm-hmm. for pokeballs will be coming soon. I do not like pokeballs.
1: I think you've convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> it's now a
0: two this man. Is, it's see, a two man march. And now. this
2: is the thing that you can do. You can actually change people's minds. Right. Everybody's already decided. That's how that democracy they, works. They don't like rape. Mm-hmm. They're against it already. Yeah. Like that's been
0: figured well, out. Well, most people. Most people.
2: Yeah. That's right. We should. We we do need a couple more people on that team. Apparently, ninety nine
0: percent, and then like the one percent that includes like the president and like a few people <laughs> that voted for him. That's
2: right.
1: Um,
0: so
2: movies, Sundance. Yeah. Wait, no. can I say no? one thing?
1: <laughs> I was happy Viggo Mortensen. Got an Oscar nomination. Oh, he did I for his that. Sundance movie last year, Captain Fantastic. It's a really good movie. It's a really good movie.
2: I liked it quite a bit. It actually, for a while, I it was came just out like, of nowhere with Yes, that. Vigo, This is exactly how I should raise my kids. And then, like, I kept watching and realized, well, there could be some hang-ups with this method yeah. of
0: madness. Uh, but yeah, it's I good stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's mean, nature, pretty nature. much like he, he raises them with raises them in
2: the nature mm-hmm. and uh, in insane free thinking intelligence. Okay. Uh, and it's a really cool thing. Cool. So yeah, cool. it's a good movie. All right,
0: so celebrity encounters. Uh, I don't think
1: I've had. What? Yes. Oh. The David Arquette man. <laughs> it, does he count? Yes, oh, he counts. Not... Oh, okay, tell okay. me David Arquette story.
2: Uh, okay, so we got on the bus. Who was there? Who was?
1: It was, it was me, was... you, and Jordan Raup, uh who also is on yeah. the film stage. Okay. I was the one who pointed out that that was and you were David there? Arquette. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah the it was the bus. four of us, no,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. The best part yeah, of this the story, of though, is we get off and we're walking back to the place, and Jordan was
1: like, "Wait." Was that really David Arquette? No, no, no. The best part of the story is when you told him I had just got married <laughs> and he laughed. He was very, very knee bearded. He was. And he laughed. Allegedly. He, allegedly. Allegedly. Apparently. Allegedly. Yeah. He laughed. He also could have just been it. David Arquette. <laughs> <Who> <laughs> we, we don't know. Who knows? And he basically commented that he had 13 good years in his first marriage. Yeah. And it yeah. was you know, funny and sad and nice and it was a bonding moment. It was. And, uh, and then he went on his way. And you're like, oh, I you actually, mean
0: with, uh, with, with Monica? <laughs> no.
1: With Monica from
2: Friends. No. That was
1: 13 good years. No. No. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, and then, uh, otherwise, I, don't th- so I, I had, haven't passed. I had a
1: funny celebrity encounter. Today. Good. I saw a film earlier today, and there was a gentleman next to me who was using his cell phone to take notes. And he's taking copious amounts of notes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. While the movie's going on? yes. Dimness, hang on. Dimness is all the way down. <sighs> I would do that if no one else was in the theater but me. Dimness right. was dimness was all the way down. He was doing his very, I will say this. He was doing his very best to like be as you know you know secret about it as what he could. was sitting right next to him, it was pretty aggravating. I kind of kept looking over, and I was doing the thing where I put my hand up to avoid yeah. it and the whole thing. And then I realized I finally turned and I realized that it was Larry Wilmore. <laughs> oh Who I think you is go. a judge this year because oh, I've been I think seeing right. him yes, around. That's right. That's right. Mm. And so I saw him at an earlier film, and then I saw him at Crown Heights, which I saw today and was pretty good. And and uh, and he was like writing a novel of notes. So and so once I saw so he's a good judge. him, I was kind of like he's job. being a good judge. I don't know to yeah. you yeah. mean. So after the movie,
2: when you corrected him, how did he feel about that?
1: He ran out. I, oh, I okay, wish yeah, I wish I yes. had. I wish I
0: could have been like I like the nightly show. I'm sorry. So I was on the other side of this this morning because oh. usually I'm the guy. Someone else is doing something annoying in the theater, and I'm like gritting my teeth, being like, "Oh, what the fuck!" or trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, passive aggressively like turn my head at, or like yeah. sigh. So this morning I was watching. Uh, it Doesn't matter and uh and and i'm in the back That's from the row. next category it's like an 8:30 in the morning screening and all i'm doing is I'm, I'm trying to like open my fucking beef jerky bag like as quietly oh, no. as possible oh, no. but like the movie is not super loud and you're, like, oh. kinda, you're hearing like a casual crinkle here and, there. Oh, my God. and i don't think i was being fairly careful not to like you know ruin the scene uh, oh, no. and this dude in front of me keeps like he, he keeps like turning back to look at me and like and like sighing and like giving me the, giving me the stink eye. And I don't really know what to do because like I can't possibly be any quieter than I'm being. Right. And <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what to do in that situation because part of me wanted to be like, yeah, what the fuck you look, you know, have, like force a confrontation somehow because <laughs> because it's very obvious. Like, Bring past, it, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's what you were thinking. And then so the movie ends. And this was uh, this was uh, Beatrice at Dinner, yes. the Miguel Arteta movie, which was not very John good. John Lithgow and Sam Hayek, right? Yeah, Sam Hayek. yeah. And I'm normally a fan of his. I loved Youth Intervolt and Revolt. And also loved, Mike White wrote loved, it. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I love Cedar mm. Rapids, and uh, and at the end of the movie, like everybody's kind of just whatever, and this one dude who was giving me the stink eye stands up and is given like the like a super uh, hearty. You know. He's trying. To, he's trying to start. A standing ovation. I was oh. trying to like, you know, looking around. Like Is this a press and industry screen? No, it's oh, like okay. the premiere. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there was. I was maybe waiting. Was, wait,
2: wait, did anybody join in? No, no. Oh, I was all. waiting
0: Absolutely for you to done. be like, and that was Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now this story didn't have a point. No, was just right. like, right. I just wanted to ex- express some petty grievances. That's kind of what I do. I hear you. Yeah.
2: Uh, so like actual movies uh, that are worthwhile. Uh, for me, the number one on the list is the movie I saw at Fantastic Fest, and then rewatched with you last mm-hmm. night. Raw, I think Raw is fantastic. It's a French. It's cannibal, coming soon too. Cannibal movie. Yeah, French I think, cannibal. I think movie.
0: it might be a metaphor of some kind. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe a little coming
2: of age, sexual th- awakening sort of thing.
0: I mean, I don't think I've seen a French movie that didn't have uh, like at least thirty seconds of nudity, and this one was had had the nudity had like. A Close little... up of waxing. Oh man, that was rough. And she gets half of it and, waxed, and, and then some gore. and then they just yep. leave it. It's like Chekhov's wax; like they just left it. Scissors were uh,
2: involved. <laughs> it was rough. Oh my god! Really good stuff. Yeah,
0: but yeah, that's a, otherwise. I don't think I've seen a great movie while I've been here, which is really unfortunate. Well, I love the Brett Gelman
1: movie. You loved Lemon. Lemon. I did. Yeah,
0: I, met, I interviewed him today. Also, it's funny because he's, uh, he's a good interview, but he's also. Like super serious. Okay. Which kind of makes sense because he's got that like, he's not like a, a dick around kind of comedian.
2: Yeah, he doesn't honk his ho- horn and, or his nose and make sound effects. No. Right. No. Not yet. Not
0: yet. Well, it's there was that. like a shit scene in that movie. Oh, like oh they went, was there? They went like full diarrhea. Yes, I know. I, I, went, I went meant to ask him about that. never got <laughs> to it. Go. Okay. I liked that. that was a good shit scene. I, I, uh... <laughs> when, when the
2: phone gets involved, I'm like, no, stop. I don't want to see anymore.
1: What's interesting with you, Jeff, though, when you oh. say you haven't seen a great movie, is you saw two <laughs> of the movies that are considered more of the more well-received movies, Mudbound and A Ghost Story. That is right. And I, and and I you, found, yeah.
2: I found uh, Mudbound to be a slog.
0: And I, it, in all likelihood, no one, de- no one cares. Depending on their I'm campaign, just, I'm just saying. I'm just, I think it'll. These actually, people are not going to see this movie. They'll, <laughs> they'll never gonna, see it. Well, they, they, most of them won't see it. But the they'll remember that this is May. a movie that's going to. I think it'll.
2: Is it gonna like the way that it was received here? It's like, oh, there's
1: an Oscar frontrunner. Just like Birth of a Nation. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh true. Yeah.
2: Although would it you, probably uh, will have less backlash. What did you think about about that movie? Birth of a Nation. It had moments. <laughs> yeah. That was it. I a, in, it I had a couple in, of moments.
0: Like talk about having to fight over an average ass movie.
1: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> mm. No one wants
0: to fight me on this. Okay. Mm. That's fine. That's fair.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, there's not much. I I tend to agree with that. Uh. What do you guys think? <laughs> there's other people in the room. That's why
0: we haven't been paying attention at all. Oh, that's yeah. I figured. Oh that's yeah. Probably why. Real
1: nice. Cool. Cool. Hot yeah. take. Yeah.
2: That was Rob Hunter. Hot, hot, just like lemon cake. quite that's
1: a
0: fine. bit. I watched it. and I was like, I think other people aren't gonna like this.
1: Yeah, but you were,
2: you were it telling it me you liked it, but you weren't telling me that I necessarily would.
0: Yeah.
1: And you were kind of right.
0: Cool. Yeah.
1: The Big Sick is really good. People are gonna people are gonna know about that movie.
0: Definitely. I like Lemon better than that, but I appreciated that. That was, good. I I know that know was so. a good. That was the Kumail johnny movie.
1: That was was Amazon bought that? Somebody bought. It. I mean, that's gonna be available soon. So that's one. To, that's one to look for. I'd say. I liked it. So tonight we're having a blog party.
0: We are. Is it okay to still call ourselves bloggers? I don't I'm like on the it, fence about that. Yeah,
1: I really don't like the the, the really blog. Like a the blogger phrase,
2: party yeah. is not uh, something that excites me in phrase
0: and in application. <laughs> well, because I feel like at a certain point, like <laughs> in they, any in any way, <laughs> yeah, in any way, <laughs> like blogger changed definition about like
2: we're on we're five online, years ago. we're we're online critics. Like now a
0: blogger is like a. Uh, A mom
2: who sort of, like, you know, writes about... Sells her soul to talk about her kids and get free products. Yes, exactly.
0: Yep. Well, that seems like a good life, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe better than what we're doing. I I
2: mean, like, I kind of thought about it with my two boys, (laughs) and I was like,
0: nah. Daddy blog?
2: Can't do it. Yeah, like, have you... Oh, God. They're all awful. Do they have daddy blogs? Oh, God, yes. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. And it's just... I feel like you could crush a daddy blog. Getting a product... and raving about it is being a daddy blogger do you think that involves like being kind of good looking and, and like I feel like moms would be reading a daddy blog sort of mm. as like oh that's uh, true oh I should do it a, a little it better, sex right? appeal like a, a, yeah like real soft core erotica uh,
1: bear on uh, bear
0: bear on bear <laughs> <laughs> A real market for that. You know, there's movie. kind of a joke about that in the Polka King, the Jack Black movie. Vanessa Bear plays uh, a girl who dances around in a bear costume. Oh, I didn't even think that. And about I was like, that. oh, I get it. I get it. That's. You think that, that's, that was intentional? I guess it was. It feels like it was.
2: Otherwise, no. it would have been another animal.
1: Yeah. But you're right because it's weird because she does. It's not really a role. No. She's like She has like one line. And it's like, oh, Vanessa, really? like Vanessa Bear from SNL. And oh, she's just bird. dancing around as a bear. She's a slutty bear. The whole movie. Yeah. And I never even thought about that, but you're right, I guess.
2: Wait, the costume? Yeah. It look, Like, if you look at this bear, you're like, that bear is kind of slutty. No. No, no,
1: no. no. She's oh. like flirting with one of the other polka people. Got and, it. Because
2: uh, otherwise, that'd be hard to pull off. Like, what do you, like, yeah. what would make a slutty bear? You should tackle that on your first episode of Bear on bear, on bear. Over the costume? I don't know. I don't That's know.
1: That's not that sexy at all. It's not. I don't think so.
0: Yeah. So I feel like the worst Oscar category always, every year, is best original song. Why is it so bad? Yeah. How do they not have anything from Popstar? How do they not have yeah. ladies or women of Tampa, ladies how, of Tampa? How do they not have uh, anything from Sing Street? Yeah, I still haven't seen that, but I've heard it's
1: and even and good. even I think it was a kind of a snubby thing. Pharrell did the score to Hidden Figures, mm. and it's actually like a pretty good score. Yeah, and it wasn't, and uh, people just thought because it's Pharrell and the whole thing, and it's like uh, Hidden Figures has a lot of momentum, and that got snubbed too, which is crazy. yeah. yeah. Sing Street, I mean. Eh. Do they reveal the figures at the oh, end man. of the movie? Is that like do you actually? So okay, the get to whole see time, the, the whole time you're watching it, and you're like, "Where are these figures?" Mm-hmm. And then right at the end, there's a big reveal, and you're like, "And you you like this." You go, "They were hidden." Actually, <laughs> all of the hidden figures
2: are in a car in the very opening scene. It's like, "Oh, these are the hidden ones." Got it. Or it's a, do- it's a car? double. It's a double. It's a double
1: entendre, my friend, because it's. <laughs> About these, the these women, it's about these women who have gone unrecognized for half a century. Mm-hmm. But also, oh, and they get the naked. At the, at the, they get naked <laughs> at the, the end. Math.
0: Like you get to see their figure at the. <laughs> that, that is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, she has a nice figure. That I, I always thought happens. she was just good at math. Yes, right? it's but both. Now,
1: she's yeah. good at math and is naked at the end. She has a beautiful body. Hidden Pg-13 figures. though. I don't
0: know how they got around. They got away with it. It's man. like
1: Titanic. They figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> You're leaving
0: tomorrow, Jeff. I'm leaving tomorrow. What is going to be your uh, your defining moment of this the 2017 Sundance Film Festival and For, and of your life? Free winter coat. Free, free, winter, free coat. winter coat is oh, yeah. the best movie I've yeah. seen
2: at this festival. Got a that, free winter coat. And I'm six foot six. You don't understand. Nobody can just hand me clothes and have them fit. <laughs> this doesn't occur. Free winter
1: coat that may
2: no have been stolen. Out. No, we figured this out. We figured this out. He specifically said he would never wear red.
1: My good friend, we were at his house for a party in, like, Deer Valley, which is, like, a good. Coats. and he gave Jeff here. So we,
0: we trekked out to this party. That was yeah. your friend. My and friend. And yeah. It was
1: this giant, nice house, and no one was there except
0: us and, yeah. like, three other people. Yeah. 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 This was, true. like, at, this was at, what, one? No, one no, no, no. I think we got there at No, we got there, like, night? 1130, and by okay. the
1: time we were leaving, people come in. Because it's, like, right. all these industry people who come in after they've yeah. done all their schmoozing. And yeah. whatever. So and we were we were drunk yeah. from the High West party. Oof, and, and, well, then, and how And how? So.
0: And then uh, and then the host just decided to make grilled cheeses. On, lovely on the grill, lovely. Grill he made stuff.
1: his grilled cheeses and he gave you a free coat. Give me a free
0: coat. He, a gave, he gave
1: Jeff a free coat because we were outside, and Jeff would not stop complaining about it. And he was drunk, so it's okay. And then, <laughs> I swear,
2: I probably thought I had said it once. And
1: and, and <laughs> but that's the whole night in a nutshell. And Jonathan was like you gotta get this guy a coat, and he go ahead and got him a coat.
2: He was like, "Here," and he just tossed me this little duffel bag, and it's like, "I don't understand. I don't know what's going on." And it fit. I kept telling him it's not gonna fit.
1: I think you were most shocked when it fit you. To oh, be honest, I, I think that, that was right. when you really realized. That was it.
2: It's the greatest move I've ever seen at Sundance. Free winter coat. Free winter coat.
0: Yeah.
2: What's your defining moment right now? That's a good Vince.
0: question. I think. Uh, no, I don't know. I guess David
1: Arquette on the bus. That was a pretty definitive moment.
0: Yeah, it worked. All right.
1: That'll remind you of your place. Oof.
2: Dan, you said you had three amazing interviews, right?
1: Oh, I did. That's true. Um, I don't know if they're my defining moments, but I interviewed the director of Before I Fall. Okay. Who is? Rye Russo Young. Okay. Very talented. Okay. Um, the.
0: Wait, is it is it Rye Russo Young or
1: Rye Russo Young? Rye Russo
0: Young? Okay. Oh, there's Hidden... a question mark. I wanted heard. to know Hidden... if there's a... a a hyphen in the first name or the last? Oh no, no, name. I think it's two last names. Okay. Or he's just yeah. a three-name oh. guy
1: like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, yes, no. But what was the other? Oh yeah, um, the gentleman who directed "Where's Kira"? Very, very uh, pretty movie. That I don't know. I don't think it's gotten picked up yet. And then, oh, Macon Blair from "I Don't Feel Home in This World" anymore, which is going to be on Netflix soon and is really good. And it's he's one of my amazing favorites. To interview. Uh, he's you guys
2: don't guy. know Macon Blair? Um, they do. Good. Then make sure you see Murder Party and Blue Ruin and Green Room. Yeah. All directed, I seen all Murder directed by, Party. by Murder Jeremy Party is Sonier, good. Yeah. Jeremy Sonier, who's like Macon Blair's good childhood friend and he's in every movie that and, Jeremy yeah, does. And Murder Party <clears throat> premiered at Slam
0: Dance.
1: Really? Isn't that funny? I've never done Slam Dance. I have done. I haven't
0: dance. either because yeah. I've seen so many
1: bad movies at Sundance. I'm like, I can only hum- imagine <laughs> right. how much worse. There's it's been gonna some keep. good movies that have come out. Of, like, do you know? Remember the movie The Dirties? That was by the guys who did Operation Avalanche. Yeah. That was at Slam Yeah. Yeah. was a pretty good
0: movie. That's alright.
1: I'm just saying. Where are their venues? Are they like in the same? It's literally up. So in you're in Park City. There's the main street where you know everything is, or everything used to be. Now it's all over the place. If you walk up where the Egyptian Theater is, which is the main. You know, the famous historical mm-hmm. Sundance Theater across the street is slam Dance. Oh. Yeah.
0: I actually thought it was in a different city. No. no. Oh, oh, you know, actually, I'm going to say the defining moment of this year's festival is when we were standing in that line in the
1: freezing cold for that stupid, like, oh, for no. the party. Oh, my God. We are in
0: a line for a party that we hadn't seen the movie for, and... Should um, we say the
1: movie? Because we know the producer. What was the movie? LA
0: Times. Oh, yeah, LA Times and we couldn't tell if they were letting anyone in. So it was like snowing and it was about 26 degrees outside. You that is like,
1: a you were going high on the degrees. Yeah. It was yeah. certainly
0: like And 10. it was like more than snowing. Yeah, it was snowing hard. Yeah.
2: We and, were like standing in like there covered in And there was, like, covered there was and like, snow. like 40
0: of us. Yeah. Just standing out. There was a good
1: chance we We were didn't even die.
0: know what was inside there or why no. we were waiting in the line. Well, Rooney was supposed Rooney to Rooney was going to play, which oh. maybe
1: contributed to the chaos of did it did they actually play Anybody i no free and then and then dan got a little saucy at the end well I, okay <laughs> i got saucy because the guy got saucy bit to me yeah we all were on this list and right we were that's a forever thing. and then i say to the guy i'm like hey what happened with this list thing and he kind of was like we don't have anything to do with the list and i was like bud we're freezing out here and he started laughing and i said it's not really that funny because <laughs> I was very yeah. cold, yeah. And, then, and then he said something <laughs> shitty. He was like, he was like well, i like, beep, boop, pop. Yeah. I, I don't like you." And then I was like, "Well, I don't like you." And we left. The b- no, the best part was we
2: couldn't get out because we were stuck in like this, like row of people that was kind of roped off. So you were just like, "Get me out of here!" To this guy, you're yeah, like, "That's what he got." Get me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, he's yeah. like, "Just ah, open ah, a gate." Ah,
1: ah. He's
0: like, "No, get me he's out." He's like, "No, I actually just want to, I want to get out of the line. Yeah. He's like, yeah. "I'd rather be anywhere else." I think, I think that's a good example of like when say that there's a lot of assholes i feel like that's a situation where you where you sort of understand how people become assholes because like we're in this long line no one's getting in we're not sure why and then on the other side there's people that are just sort of like walking in <laughs> right and, out. and so like, like no it, they
2: were on the list it's like yeah the same list we're on
0: so if you're like looking like that's the situation yeah. that rewards you being the kind of person who goes
1: up to the front and is like hey you don't you know who i am mm-hmm. so mm. Jeff should have done that. He's like, I run bear on bear. <laughs> I'm the dad blogger, Jeff Bear. <laughs> you not read my daddy blog? <laughs> it's me.
2: It's a me.
0: It's a me, Jeff. Last time you were on the show, uh, it was right after we heard the story about your son refusing to poop because He's, he just didn't want to. He is
2: doing great now with us. Uh-huh. Uh, what an Just,
0: update. just fantastic pooper. Good like news. really, yeah. really flawless.
2: Uh, I'm still having to wipe his ass. He's nearing four and a half and I didn't realize I'd be doing it this long. What is that? Can I ask a
1: question? Is that normal, yeah, or what's the deal?
2: Here's the thing: I don't know if it's normal,
1: but I, I imagine a quick Google search would solve I don't, that problem. Uh, right? I don't want to know. You to, don't want it. I know.
2: don't ever want to see his underwear with just like brown streaks in it. Sure. I just don't want that to be a part of my life.
1: Okay. Because I'm doing his laundry. I think Jeff, you it's gotta accept him. there's gonna be some brown streaks in your life. So far, your no. father, I think. So far now, just, just get him black happen. black underwear. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I could good. not co-sign that more. <laughs>
0: yeah. White underwear. Well, who whose idea was that? That's like the worst that idea is in true. the world. It's a great. It's a great yeah. point. And I feel like it, all my life until you know, what, like maybe sixteen, seventeen, it was all it was nothing but white underwear.
2: Uh, so his phase now is, "What would happen if?" Um, and it ranges from everything.
1: Does he know Trump's president or?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> We talked about it. So you're teaching him about the law of unintended consequences and all that. <laughs> Does he know no. about alternative facts? Or the, only, the only thing he knows about Trump is that uh, somebody is president, president that we uh, everybody wants him to try to be nicer.
1: Is and, it weird that so a Cheeto he will for him, Is he's it. watching a Cheeto be president, is that weird for him? Because he likes Cheetos, I assume? He doesn't know Cheetos. Okay. Are you kidding? Come on. Well, good. So then that's less confusing. Yeah, it's too bad that he's
0: not eight
1: yet because that... That's when
0: the kids start saying some real profound stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've ever been on Twitter, but like when you want to attribute a profound statement to a child, for some reason they're always eight years old. It's always like, oh, did you hear what my eight-year-old said when she saw the women's march? Or whatever. Okay, I'll be ready for it. Yeah. Just start, just like get a notepad out. Get a lot of notepads. Or just tweet. Yeah, I'll probably just tweet.
2: No, sorry. I'll probably Facebook. I've learned. Twitter oh. does not need to hear about my kids. Facebook really wants to hear about my kids. Really? Oh, yeah. What a time to be live.
0: <laughs> what are you basing this on? Uh, likes.
1: <laughs> okay. Response. Oh, this is just a tough listen. <laughs> my pathetic life. That's what I base it on. <laughs> what are you on basing dude. on? Likes.
2: <laughs> is it getting hot in here? It's getting <laughs>
0: I mean, how would you know if you were doing good in life if other people didn't take you? If, yeah, if you didn't have right. likes or faves. That's true. I did give. I gave that one when, when we were drinking. I gave the director shit because he was like retweeting all the good reviews of his movie, oh. and then he and then he just like faved mine. Oh, that's I, right. I was like, what the fuck? Wait, did you ever hear back from him? Yeah, I did. What did he say? He sent me a nice email. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, director of what? Which one uh, Ingrid it? goes west. Oh. That's a good movie. And I was like, I was just fucking with you. I don't know if I would have tweeted that sober, but <laughs> 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 it was like a day where I was like, oh man, I think I might've, I think that like guy might've thought I was serious. You were serious. I was there in the moment. You were dead serious. I was comically serious. Yeah. yeah. Now what? I don't know. What do we have to do to prepare for this blog party?
1: We actually have to do quite a bit. I feel we like. We have to go
0: get some liquor. Do we have an ice luge?
1: Oh, who oh, that?
0: <laughs> no one ordered the,
1: the, the luge this year.
0: We could have just put something outside like filled with water. We should have stolen
1: we... the, AC, the Ice Acura card down on me. Yeah. Really...
0: it would be, uh, It's a bitch to start, though.
3: <laughs> we have to have it. Push
1: no luge this year, so, you know, that's a bummer. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, but we got to do a beer run. I'm just, just run. looking forward to the 97%
2: uh, men that will be here, and then the three women that accidentally walk in and realize they have to leave very soon. I believe her name is Kate (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There
0: we go. Cool. Good stuff. You guys uh, got anything to add? I got nothing. Cool. I was hoping you'd be more entertaining, if
2: I'm being honest. No, I know. I I thought about it, and uh, this wasn't my best work. Yeah, you've done better. Yeah.
1: It's been disappointing.
2: Now, let's not throw it all on me.
1: Like, okay. You guys could have brought something to the table. Well, let's look, let's not, let's not start pointing you, fingers at people. Pitching Jeff.
0: you softballs
1: and you're just like taking cuts and just whiff after whiff. Oh, I mean, one man. of us is the star of Bear on Bear, and the other two of us are not. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Cool. All right.
0: Well, hope this has been fun for you, the listener. And good night and good
4: chins. Okay. Where were we? Oh, I don't know. We're talking about Jan. Oh, yeah. John. Oh, yeah. So did I really, is it? Is there any difference between my portrayal and the real Jan LeBan? Or like, yeah, was here's, the movie here's trying one to the real guy? Let's be honest. I'm about 50 pounds heavier than him. And that was a creative choice. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I felt that really express. I mean, I had to gain a lot of weight for the role. Um, I'd say he's probably a little sexier than me. Okay. You know? I mean, he, he was a real... Uh, he was a, he was like a, like the Tom Jones of polka yeah you yeah. know what I mean he was yeah, out there. the ladies would swoon yes they were 80 year
0: old ladies but mm-hmm. still so uh I think a couple years ago you were here for the D train
4: yeah which I loved thank you and uh I like the way you say that though which I loved yeah, yeah. I don't know why yeah. nobody else well this is gonna be my <laughs> question were you disappointed <laughs> with the reception of that at all oh I yeah disappointed. I was just I mean you always want your babies to succeed it, uh, we, uh, we did our best, you know. Yeah. You, you do, you do your best. You see where the chips fall. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, pick up any like polka talents while you're while you're this? Uh yeah, I'm fucking my my polka chops are okay. strong. Okay. I'm ready to go on the road. Any accordion playing? No, bro. Mm-hmm. No, my accordion is weak. Mm-hmm. I did take some lessons, but. Uh, yeah, no. My wife is much better than me at the accordion. She plays the accordion. Yeah, she plays squeeze box. Wow. Daddy never sleeps at night. <laughs>
0: um, could you ever see yourself doing a, a, a cheesy
4: like Vegas style show or Atlantic City style show like Young? Know? I have thought about doing a, a, a run on Vegas with uh, Tenacious D if we could come up with a perfect like Vegas show. It would be it would be pretty fun actually. You know, it, it's, a, it's a fun place to visit, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to live there. But it'd be fun to do a, a limited run in Vegas or on Broadway or something like that. That's where the money the is. Why the hell not? Um, are you still playing with uh, with Kyle? Are you guys putting out... Yeah, we've been working on a... Uh, Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Um... Been working on a uh, an animated series, post-apocalyptic uh, comedy. Okay. Okay. That's uh, um, pretty rad. <laughs> and you can expect to see that that drop sometime in 2018. All right. If I'm we're being minutes. honest, if we're being honest with ourselves.
0: So I was in uh, I was in Australia in around 2002, mm-hmm. and I think you were probably legitimately like the biggest rock star like in the world at, at that time and place. What was the what was like the most surreal experience that you had with Tenacious
4: D? The most surreal. Um, it was probably Germany, actually. It, it, you just in terms of Australia? I mean, just, I know, like, in certain places it was just like... Yeah, no, we did have we, did have, we did have, we had some, uh... We had some great, uh, audience turnouts. Some of the different places in the world. Um, but the craziest was, uh... was most definitely uh, Germany. We played this, uh... Festival called the Rock and Ring. And we uh, went on late. It was like right before Metallica.
3: A fucking power slot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: 100,000 screaming. People like knowing the lyrics and stuff. It was very strange. But, um, it, was a, but it was a fucking tough night because got a case of the Bell's palsy, like, like before the show, like that morning. Wow! I woke up with Bell's palsy and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And you know, the, the medic was like, well, you know, it could be Bell's palsy, but it could also be spinal meningitis. We really should have a, have him checked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I took him down to the uh, the clinic, and uh, they ran some tests, and they said, you know, we still can't rule it out without a spinal tap really think he should have, go down and have a, a spinal tap at because we have the best, um, fucking spine, uh, hospital in the world, actually, just <laughs> in the neighboring town in Hamburg or Frankfurt, wherever the fuck we were, and we're like, okay, and we went on stage and, you know, Happy Pal's face was drooping and we were out there just fucking rocking and, uh, and he still could sing and uh, play guitar? No, he was freaking out because <laughs> it sounded to him like a nuclear explosion was happening in his ear because that's a thing that happens when you get some oh, facial paralysis. You your can't ear from gets a paralysis and loud noises sound like, mm. like uh, fucking Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I don't know if that's surreal or just shitty. Well, having to get a spinal tap before you open for Metallica seems very metal. <laughs> It was one of those things where it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Or is that supposed to be flipped? Who cares? Next question. Um, was there anything about Yan that was
0: like so over the
4: top that it wouldn't have been believable in the movie? I mean, a lot of the movie is unbelievable mm-hmm. already. Was there anything that we cut out that was too unbelievable? No. I mean, yeah, there was a there was a concert where he came out in Vegas at Trump. Trump, Trump uh, like in theater plaza at his hotel or whatever. Um, he comes out on, on horseback
3: and he's singing <laughs> on horseback.
4: <laughs> and it's just like fucking like dinner theater. There's like 80-year-old people sitting there and you're thinking, he doesn't look entirely in control of this horse. This could end tragically but it looks rad <laughs> It's it is, the showmanship is powerful but it was kind of a great metaphor for his whole career it was like, yeah. yeah you're fucking on fire people love you <laughs> uh-huh. but people are, you and know like this is dangerous you're out of control right did you uh did you spend any time in that part of the country like in Haz- Hazleton or in Pennsylvania no man, I didn't I didn't go to the source. we shot it all in Rhode Island Mm-hmm. um have you been to Hazelton? I've not. I've never been to Pennsylvania. No. You ever jammed a polka? Uh, not
0: really. And, uh, the whole the whole time I was watching this, like all I could think of was the
4: polka jam in uh, Groundhog's Day. Yeah, right. That song. That's right. That's one of the few things people can think about. Did you know a lot of, did you learn a lot of polka when you were, uh, like, researching this? Yeah, I did lots of, uh, you know, YouTube searches for more uh, There's some great uh, soloists, you know. You'll, you'll find some unbelievable musicianship in there. hmm There's, you know, all of a sudden you'll be seeing this fucking insane, like the Eddie Van Halen of clarinet. Right. Just ripping and shredding it mm-hmm. his jaw dropping solos, accordions, sax. Um, it's fun. It's fun fun to go down that, that road.
0: Uh-huh. you think uh, what do you think the wider world is missing like in their in their non appreciation of okay.
4: It's very pure happy music. We don't have a lot of real, just straight up happy music, and uh, I think people really respond to it when they hear that kind of thing. Like uh, I think that's why Pharrell's song was such a breath of fresh. That right. yes. song happy. Yeah. People are fucking hungry for it, you know. And I think uh, this movie might open the door to a breath of fresh. I, I like, can see you a, a I can see your, your, your skeptical grin but uh, you watch I was
1: just thinking of
0: another you question you watch when we
4: bring fucking poker back
0: I mean it did give me a
4: greater appreciation for the form Yeah. although I don't know if it works if you're not like drunk and eating a sausage right no that definitely helps mm-hmm. no you you definitely want to have a pint and a kielbasa on a stick. Um, it feels like you uh, maybe sort of scaled back your movie output compared to like five or six years ago. Was that like a conscious thing or? Um, no, I was not consciously going, I got to pump the brakes. I uh, just uh, wasn't uh, interested in the things that I was getting offered. Offers were still coming in, but nothing that I was really. And of. Um, and I have the the benefit of the side project, I can go rock with Kyle Mm -hmm. for a year and a year and a half Mm -hmm. and be completely satisfied creatively. Yeah. So maybe that's part of why I I I wasn't on the scene as much. You think you've gotten like choosier with the projects at all? Yeah. it's really gotta float my boat and uh, um, sorry yeah. but maybe you know I'm just getting old it's <laughs> like uh, it's no country for old men I've heard that I mean one of my favorite actors of all time Gene Wilder and it's like fuck man what happened those last 30 years We never saw him at all I think he was doing theater and stuff but it's like one of the greatest actors of all time I and mean, it's just like at a certain point some people just go nah eh. yeah I mean he's definitely getting awful well, when you're Me, comfortable before he died I mean He's definitely getting getting off, but yeah, it's comfortable in life, uh, there's different uh, priorities. Um, Life's too short to be on a shitty movie, I guess is what it comes (laughs) down to.
0: So like, when you're playing a ham, you seem like you're kind of a ham also. Is there like a, do you have to rein it in at all, or or does it just give you kind of
4: freedom to go nuts? Um... I don't know.
0: I don't know if that's I was uh, consciously trying to rein
4: anything in. I guess not. It's pretty broad. It's a pretty broad performance, but it was very comfortable for me. Maybe that's why I was part of why I was drawn to. such a broad character. And that's kind of like where I live. That's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. do you have ever have any troubles in your own relationships
0: like Jen, where you're like with? Uh, you know, where you feel like you're hogging the spotlight, or
4: you're with someone that feels like you're hogging the spotlight. Oh, um, yeah, I'm familiar with that sensation. Yeah, I mean, that's that comes with the territory with the mm-hmm. entertainment industry, it's a blessing and a curse. Anyway, you just have to find someone that's kind of okay with that
0: know um, well, you're getting very personal. <laughs> you don't have to answer if you don't want to.
4: Um, yeah, I guess you'd have to ask my wife. Next question. Okay. Um, have you been able to see anything else uh, at the festival while you've been here? Um, no, I'm going to go see Mike White's movie with uh, Salma Hayek tonight. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's really amazing. all I got on the docket. My friend Tim Robbins' son is is uh, got a movie here, a short. Okay. That I, I might try to sneak into after that, but that's like midnight. We'll see, mm-hmm. like it Are you guys movie. buddies from uh, what was it, the the brink? Well, buddies from way before the brink. Okay. Well, buddies from when I was like thirteen years old, actually. I I uh, I auditioned for a play that he was directing and I got in called Inside Eddie Binstock he was just graduating from college and I was like 13 and um, and then years later I auditioned to get into the Actors Gang Theater Company that's his theater company Mm -hmm. political activist theater company I got in and did some plays there and then my very first film role 1990 or 91 was Bob Roberts his first film that he directed Mm -hmm. had a juicy little role I went to Cannes Film Festival. Me and Tim go back to like the beginning of my career. It's, it's been very uh, cool to uh, have that kind of an ally. It's very lucky actually that we I stumbled into his path.
3: Um, are there anyone else
4: that you get? Uh starstruck and feel like you have
0: to take a selfie with besides that that maybe aren't beastie I think Tim was there last night yeah uh I did not I was there I I went this
4: morning is there anybody I get starstruck yeah like where you had to take take a selfie just now I I was trying to think did you see Snowpiercer yeah okay remember the woman who was like the school teacher Um, and she doesn't look like herself but she was was yes thank you never remember her name I'd be starstruck if I came up on because yeah, I just think is the fucking tits. Yeah, that's fair. Cool, man. Sorry,
3: oh, no problem. Hey. A Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, Thank good. you. Now you gave me a lot of time. I appreciate nah. it.
0: All right. So first I want to tell you that uh, iBrain is like still in my top five hardest things I've ever laughed at. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Um, also love the movie. Thank you.
0: Um, So tell me about yourself, where did you grow up, how did you first get into comedy?
3: Um, Well, how I first got into comedy was, well I grew up in Highland Park, Illinois, and I saw A Night at the Opera, this Marx Brothers film, when I was like six years old. And I just became obsessed, you know? And so I started watching a lot of the Marx Brothers, a lot of Chaplin, a lot of Mel Brooks movies um a lot of peter sellers and you know grew up with bill murray and eddie murphy you know watched a lot of the original cast of saturday night live mm-hmm. and their movies i mean that was really my you know my first huge influences and yeah. also the actors in all of mel brooks's films you know from madeline Kahn to Cloris leachman to harvey corman you know
0: did you always want to work in comedy? Did you? Is that what you sort of envisioned? Yeah, that's what I kid? envisioned,
3: and then as I got older and I started to learn more uh, about theater, um, it became more of a, a general acting thing, you know. Mm. But uh, and but you know, i I I get hired to do a lot of comedy. Yeah.
0: Um, so you went to uh, North Carolina School, School of, of the Arts, arts right? yeah. So did you know the other uh, famous grads from there, like like, like Danny you, and Jody yeah. and them? Yeah. I did.
3: I was in drama and they were in film. Uh, okay. So, uh, uh, but I did know them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's
0: funny. Like I never thought of. I didn't know that you were part of that
3: until I started like researching for the. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I wasn't. I'm not part of their. Right. But their crew, yeah. Were you,
0: were you guys there at the same time? Yeah, yeah, no, and
3: I knew them, you know, and uh, I liked those guys a lot. But, mm-hmm. you know, we the school does, a uh, the departments, especially in the last two years there, when I was there, mm-hmm. um, my junior and senior year, you're really, you're very much sequestered to your class uh-huh. and the plays that you're doing, and you get placed in this very concentrated bubble. Mm-hmm. So beyond that, I, I didn't ever really have much time to hang out with them. But, right. like, in the first two years, uh, I, saw him, I saw those dudes quite a bit. Do
0: you think that gives you sort of a different perspective of being uh, in North Carolina as opposed to being, like, you know, at USC or being in
3: L.A.? NYU or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes, of course, because I think given where the school's located, you really... You go into this bubble mm-hmm. you know it's also you're in the arts and you're in the south so right. um, it's not going to be there are like of course some really cultural aspects to the south to North Carolina mm-hmm. but then it's not pulsing through the whole city in the way that it is in New York and LA Yeah. so you you know you, you're more isolated mm-hmm. whereas you know people who I know who went to NYU or USC the their times in the city were just as much a part of their development.
0: <clears throat> sure, um, I always sort of think of you as having like kind of an inherently comedic voice. Was that something that you cultivated at all, or
3: what do you mean? Like, like in,
0: you say things that wouldn't be funny if other people said. Oh, them, just like the tone, well, of your I, voice. <laughs> like yeah, I think it?
3: that's training. You know, I think that, and I, I actually think that that's something that's lacking in the thinking of a lot of actors. Uh huh. Um, is language right. and how you deal with language and I was taught one of the things I was taught was you know how you how you deal with language uh-huh. how you approach it's it's important very important in comedy mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, I think a lot of times people too mu- put too much stress and rely on improvisation right. too much when it's like you should really know how to make this work mm-hmm. Do you, know. so you think
0: like you're you are coming from a place of uh, thinking more about the text than mm-hmm. about improvising? It, you know, it depends
3: on the project. Yeah. On this movie, I, I was word perfect. There was not really any <laughs> improvisation, okay. and by not any, I mean none. So oh, maybe like a couple words mm-hmm. here and there, um, but you know, sometimes. If it's a great script, I'd like to stay on the script. Yeah. If it's not, I'll improvise. Yeah. And if I feel like I, you know, for other reasons, shouldn't say no to it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you you take a chance on a on a shitty script because <laughs> for business reasons, you yeah. know, that like oh, it's with this person. So
0: um, I mean, in this one, there's many scenes where, like, if I was reading it on the on the page, I don't know that I would think that it's funny, like the matzo ball song where she's like right. poking her hair. Like it's kind of funny like in the framing almost. Like, uh-huh. Like yeah, Janix is very funny. Yeah, like how do you, um, how did you guys sort of pitch this? That, like if I hadn't... How do we pitch it? If I, if I hadn't seen it, I don't think I would know that this was going to be
3: hilarious. Well, we didn't really set out to make a hilarious movie. Yeah. It, um. You know, we both kind of believe that you just, you, you approach uh, moments with like, full craft full truth and where the character is at mm-hmm. and so and you do that organically and if it comes out funny great if it doesn't great um as long as it's you know really intense mm-hmm. you know so we didn't agonize over it was we weren't doing jokes pad right. joke passes on this script you know but at the same time we had and this totally contradicts what i just said we had we were in full knowledge that we were making a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, we pitched it as a dark comedy, and really a lot of the time the pitch was the script. So a lot of people said no. Yeah. Most people said no. How long did it take? Five years. Uh, so they weren't buying the pitch.
0: So are you sort of a subscriber to the uh, you know uh, comedies about obsession school, like where you try to, you know make like the characters have like a very sort of obsessive focus
3: um well i don't know i think comedy is about flaws yeah, right. you know and, and human human folly mm-hmm. so i think that's it and i happen to be an incredibly obsessive person so a lot of the times my you know i'm cast as characters who have an obsessive quality and a flawed quality and sort of how I'm obsessive gets led into where they're at.
0: Right. I saw this and I kind of took it. It reminded me of like a Philip Roth story, directed almost kind of like in a Napoleon Dynamite sort of way. Like when you're selling this, like, how, like what do you like? What's your uh, what's the sales pitch on on, on on selling this now that it's finished?
3: Selling this. I mean, I think it's a, uh, I think it's good for film. Yeah. You know, to have. I think it's a real film that um, I think that I don't know I just feel like a lot of stuff looks and feels the same and is about the same things Mm -hmm. for the most part Mm -hmm. and isn't coming from the perspective that Janixa is coming from and all of my favorite directors are coming from a singular perspective and I think that's been very lacking in film and so I'm Really proud to be a part of this movie. I've never been prouder to be a part of anything before, because I, I I think that I think it's a really original film, but not you know not not in an alienating way, you know and and uh, so yeah, I think my pitch would be like you know you should buy this because <laughs> it's good for for cinema, right? You know to, to show people. That it's not just like put the movie here, put the camera here, and like yeah. say whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I 100 percent agree with you. Um, like, I think it's funny in the composition. It's like funny in the editing. It's funny in like the writing. Like, there's all these different levels, and I don't think it works at all without like a really high level of the art. But. I always think that when something's like a certain level of funny, like people sort of stop thinking about it as art. Yeah. What like does
3: that bother? It's interesting you at that all, you say that. Or? I think I think comedy is incredibly discriminated against. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most enjoyed yet most condescended art okay. forms in the world. Yeah. It's the same thing with like hip hop. It's like people for some reason, because it immediately connects to the deep part of you Mm -hmm. in this way and because it may potentially even alleviates something inside of you that it's somehow not taken as seriously Mm -hmm. as drama, you know, or, like, you know, or songwriting, Mm -hmm. you know, why they don't consider people like Nas a songwriter. It's, like, crazy, you know, the same way that you don't... That until recently nobody... You know, the last ten years, like, really started to celebrate Bill Murray for the actor that he is. You know, yeah, it's a very strange thing, Mm -hmm. and I think that even though this is a very funny film, it's a very serious film. It's a seriously done film. Right.
0: And do you think, um, do you think part of that is like, if you're in comedy, you can't complain about not being recognized, and like, does it, does it, is that like inherently um, contradictory to um, no I mean comedy. and I don't
3: and I've always felt very outside of comedy yes. I've al- always just like marched to my own thing mm-hmm. you know I didn't really I've never really fit in with what everybody else was doing you know yes. I'm, I'm I am interested in doing other things of like the communities that I've been a part of I'm interested in working on a, a different tone than the majority of people from UCB mm-hmm. the majority of people who did stuff at Adult Swim I'm not saying that I'm better than those people. It's just different. Right. So, you know, and and same in the independent film community, it's like we're interested in doing a a different thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Why do you think Fred Melamed, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Is it just me or does he often get cast as the intellectual with African masks on his walls?
3: I mean, yeah, he really like, uh, he admits that a lot. Uh Yeah, he definitely has that vibe. Um, I think he's just, he's a very sophisticated man, but is very funny, and, um, there's sort of, like, he's very brilliant at playing this sort of oblivious self-importance, you know, and, um... Yeah, I mean, that's what made us, you know, he was one of the earliest people that we asked to do the film, and, uh... That's what how we fell in love with him. I think that's one of the greatest performances in the last twenty years. Yeah. Is him him in a serious man, <laughs> and we I really I think that's one of the Kung Brothers' best movies, which again was not celebrated in the way that it should be. Yeah, a lot of yeah. their
0: comedies, like we were talking about, like when they make a comedy, people don't seem to enjoy. It. Not not that one. That's no, but one of
3: the most. I mean, and Lebowski like got more recognition after the fact. Yeah. Um, they're a perfect example. Those are, I mean, their comedies are some of the best pieces of art mm-hmm. ever made, but because they mess with tone so much, and they're so extreme, and they're so meticulous, and they're not, you know, interested in, in condescending to their audience and like worrying about how their audience is going to take it, it gets a little discriminated against. All right, last question Do you yep. have the
0: best picture choice? Uh, for the Oscar, Moonlight. Moonlight, hands down. Okay.
3: Best picture of the year. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, man. fan. Yeah. Thanks you, buddy.